Hello and welcome back to the Teachers Gone Strong podcast. I am so grateful that you are here. If you're new here, my name is Brooklyn and this podcast we talk all things about teaching, fitness, health, and mindset. So let's go ahead and dive into this episode. Today is going to be all about what to do when you are a new teacher moving to a state or just a teacher in general moving to a new state that you've never taught in before. And I'm going to go over everything with you guys from what to do when you first find out that you're moving. Um, how to go about this in a process that will not make you go crazy and allow you to get everything done early. As you guys know, I love to get everything as much done as possible as early as possible so that I'm not stressed out when I actually move um, and so forth. So this is my fourth time moving. I have my teaching certification in four different states. When I graduated college, I had my degree in Florida, so I have a certification there, and then I moved straight to Washington. I'm talking, you guys, like two days after I graduated, I moved to Washington State to be with my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, and I didn't even have my um, degree yet in hand. And then we moved from Washington State to El Paso, Texas, and then now we just moved from El Paso, Texas to Alaska. So I've been a lot of places in only four years of time. Um, And I've had to move quite frequently within that time period, obviously. Um, So I'm going to give you kind of everything that I have learned and just different tips and tricks that I have practiced throughout each of these moves. And hopefully, hopefully it will give you guys some guidance and just help you out because I know how stressful it can be when you are moving to a new location. And honestly, there's not that much great information online when you're trying to figure this stuff out. It's kind of just learn as you go. And later on, you figure out in hindsight what you should have done. So we're going to walk you through that today. So first, I would recommend figuring out, obviously, which state you're moving to and what they require. So for me, I first moved from, like I said, Florida to Washington. Keep in mind, I was very young. I didn't even have any degrees in hand yet. I didn't have my teaching certification in hand yet because it takes some time. Um, But I immediately started researching the area that I was going to. Now, my husband is in the Army. That's why we moved so much. And all I really knew is this the area that I would probably be living in. Um, and so I just Googled that online and searched for districts around that area. And then I started looking at what those districts require, if they had any openings. Keep in mind, I had really no idea um, that I would have to worry about my state certification first. I learned that afterwards. Um, but I would highly recommend just going on and see what's in your area, what schools are close to you, just to kind of get a feel And then start working on your state certification and figuring out what you have to do to transfer your license from one state to the other. So you're first going to need to, like I said, find out what the state requires. A lot of them will allow you to do an out-of-state transfer, which basically just means that um, you have to find what they need and you have to get on that ASAP. I really don't like to wait. So the first thing is usually for an out of state, they basically will accept your other state certification. And then all you have to do is provide them tons of information, pay a lot of money, and then they will grant you, basically it's like a temporary certificate um, that's called an out of state certificate. So that's what I would first recommend. See if you can do that. That way you don't have to get that state certified. You don't have to do their test right away. It just gives you some time. And really, there's no point. If you already have a certification in another state, you don't need to jump and, you know, spend hundreds of dollars taking that state's test and all that when you just did that before. So, and that was me. Like I said, I just graduated. So I just paid all that money to take those tests. I didn't want to take them again right away. So I didn't. I found out that I had to have things like my transcripts. I had to, this is just for the state of Washington. I had to have my transcripts mailed to them. I had to 
provide you know my degree all that kind of stuff um they need copies of like your birth certificate just anything like that you can find that stuff online and it'll tell you exactly what they need I also highly recommend emailing someone. There's usually like a certification website or a certification office that you can get in contact with somebody and just let them know your situation and tell them that, you know, you don't want to do things twice and you really want to get it right the first time. So you would appreciate any kind of tips or guidance they can give you. And that helps me a ton. Most of the people that I talked to were very, very nice and helpful. And they can kind of lay it out for you too and just tell you, okay, you need to do this, then you need to do this. And that way you have everything right there on the table for you and there's no guessing. Sometimes, like I said, usually is online for the out-of-state certifications, but it still can be kind of tricky if you're new to this. I know when I was 22 years old, I was very confused and didn't want to, you know, it just seemed all foreign to me. Um, so I highly recommend doing that too. So step one is look in the districts, find what's around you, what schools, just so you can get a kind of quick feel for the area then go right away and start working on your state certification and what you have to do to transfer your other state to that one this can be just by going online and searching Um, you can search washington state like for example washington state teaching certification out of state teaching certification i would highly recommend going with the out of state um, just because like i said in my experience that's been easier and more practical then I would start getting your stuff done. So make a list of everything that you need to accomplish for that out-of-state certification. That's gonna be your best friend because you don't wanna wait until you get hired. You can get hired before this actually, but you don't wanna wait until you get hired and then try to get your certification because that's really confusing and you're pressed for time and it's just really stressful. I highly recommend getting all your ducks in a row as early as possible. So once you have everything turned in to get your out-of-state certification, usually there's like a waiting fee. You have to do a background check. Um, you have to pay to you know, apply for your state certification, your out-of-state one, and then you just have to wait. So during that waiting time, this is your go time to start researching schools. And I'm talking research, research, research. I highly recommend starting as early as possible that you know, that you really can because you want as much time. I know that not everyone has the same amount of time, but for me, I found out we were moving. um, Well, I knew I was moving right after college, but I didn't really start actually working on my transfer stuff until after I graduated because obviously trying to graduate college is hard enough. But the next moves after that, I start as soon as possible. So when we were in Washington, for example, we moved to Texas, I found out in January that we were going to be moving. I started right away, got all that stuff done, and then I could start worrying about schools. And it's a good thing I did because it actually took me forever to get hired in Texas. I'm talking forever. <laughs> I, like I said, started in January. I didn't get hired until the very week of school um, in August at some time. And it was so incredibly stressful. But I will say, as stressed as I was, because I didn't have a job and I couldn't really secure one, it was very difficult in El Paso, um, I still had everything done. So I had my certification done, I was ready to go, so that when I did get that offer, I could take it and run with it, and I didn't have to worry about anything else. So once you have done that, then like I said, your next step is gonna be start researching the schools. Find out what schools you wanna work in, see if you have any contacts, I did not. Um, in any of the areas except for when I moved here to Alaska because I'm actually teaching with one of my friends who I taught with prior in Washington, which is really cool. But I've been there too, you guys, where you don't have any contacts and please don't worry, it's okay. I also reached out, since I'm a military wife, I reached out to the Military Wives Facebook page for El Paso and I was able to get teacher connections there. So I posted like, hey, I'm a new teacher. I'm gonna be moving there on this day. I was wondering if you guys could give me any advice on teaching positions there, or if there's any openings, what districts, and so forth. And that really helped a lot. 
um, just to kind of start getting a network of people to, you know, help me out. I did realize that El Paso was extremely difficult to get hired in um, other than, you know, other places that are not that bad, but it was rough. So I learned that right away. So I knew it wasn't just me, but I'm telling you some places are going to be easier and some places are just going to be more difficult and that's just how it is. But if you start early and you have all your ducks in a row, it's really just not in your hands anymore. And if you're doing everything that you possibly can, researching the schools you want to work in, emailing people, being extremely, extremely persistent and consistent, you will get hired. I promise you, you will get hired. It'll take time. Sometimes you might think that you're not. You might start to get discouraged because I've been there. Trust me, I've been there. But it'll all work out in your favor, but you just have to keep going. I've seen several people just absolutely give up because they think it's too hard or this and that. You cannot do that. You have to be on these people, you guys, like, as much as possible because if you're new to the area they don't know you for one they're going to be more likely to hire people that are in their area already or within you know their school system so you really have to step out of the box and you have to get uncomfortable and you have to make yourself known and make it known that it's a that working at that school is your priority is your top priority and you want nothing more to do that so once you start researching the schools, research the districts too. So figure out, is there more than one district close to you? I know in El Paso, for example, there were several districts around me. And honestly, I just wanted to take whatever I could get. But I was willing to drive if I had to, especially when things got desperate and I couldn't get hired. But you need to find out what areas are around you, what are close to you, what's going to be reasonable. And apply in more than one district if you if you can. I don't recommend just putting all your eggs in one basket. I would apply in all the surrounding districts that are reasonable for you to drive in that you'd be willing to work in. And sometimes you just have to take what you can get and you don't really, you can't afford to be picky in that sense. So figure out, you know, start figuring out what the schools are like, what districts are like, and then you can start applying for the districts themselves. So every district, along with your state application, is going to have their own application. This is usually an online thing. It's very simple. It's just like a bunch of questions you go through. You fill out, you know, your general information. You fill out, um, have you ever worked there before? Your transcripts, your college info, all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the times I've noticed you have to do double the work. So for your state certification, getting that out-of-state certification, you have to fill out all that information, you have to do a background check, you have to send in transcripts, etc. You have to do the same thing for whatever district you're doing because they don't really communicate. Um, so just because you sent your transcripts off to that state doesn't really matter because you still, you're going to have to do it again for the, whatever district you choose to apply in. I also would recommend, if you can, buy as many transcripts as possible just to have and have them sent to your house because I always feel like I end up waiting and then I'm waiting on the school to send them to me and that just kind of makes my process a little bit longer than it should be. Whereas if I had them on hand, it would be really easy. Um, I will say that obviously if you're applying in a bunch of districts, that's gonna be more tricky because you're gonna have to buy more, but I would recommend at least getting like four or five copies of your transcripts. That way you have them on hand and just makes your life easier. Like I said, you wanna get this stuff done as soon as possible so you don't have to worry about it and you can just work on trying to get interviews and trying to get hired. Um, again, email the people at the district office, whatever district you're at, email the HR representative and tell him or her what your situation is. And you just want to make sure that you're doing everything correctly. If there's anything else you should know, sometimes there's other hidden things that they don't really say on the website that you'll have to do. So find that information out. You need to go out of your comfort zone, like I said, and reach out to people that can help you. This is their job. They want to help you. So don't be afraid to reach out. You're not going to sound silly. 
and honestly, I don't care. Like I will email them five times in a row if I have a question about something or if it's not clear because a lot of the times you're paying money for this stuff and you don't want to mess it up. So I highly recommend just reaching out to those people that are there to help you. Anywhere in HR is a good source as well as like your certification office if you're worrying about the state certification. So once you've found the districts that you're going to apply in, start looking at the schools and I would be very careful with emailing principals. Some principals allow it, some districts are okay with it, and usually it'll tell you, but others are not. It does not look good, they don't want it, so you really need to research and find out what your district wants because if if it says you know in bold letters not to email principals, but then here you are stalking them, finding their email addresses, and then emailing them, that looks really bad. So I would highly recommend, again, some are gonna let you reach out and please do it, but just make sure that it's okay and that it's not frowned upon because like I said, I've had very different situations. Some are totally fine, some are not fine with it. So just figure out what your district allows. And then you can also um, start going by the school. I would, as soon as you can, for me, I haven't been in the area quick enough. So like I would find out that we were moving in January, but I wouldn't actually move until July or August or something like that. So I couldn't go in right away. But as soon as you can go into the schools and just drop off your resume, you could even say something like, Hey, my name is Brooklyn. I'm really interested in your second grade position that's open. I already applied online, but I just wanted to bring you guys my resume and see if there's anything I could do you know, whatever. Um, you can ask them when they're gonna start interviewing. You can ask to speak to the principal if you'd like. Whatever works for you, but I highly recommend making yourself known because again, if you're coming from a place where they don't know you, you're already gonna be kind of out of the loop. So you're gonna need to take some courage and just go do it. So that part is hard for me because I don't really, it's uncomfortable for me to be honest, but I've gotten used to it because like I said, finding a job in El Paso was extremely difficult. So um, once you get some interviews lined up, and please, if you don't get them right away, it's okay, it's okay, take a deep breath, just keep trying, be persistent, go online every day and see if there's any positions opening. A lot of districts I've realized don't open positions until the very end of the year. They're not gonna start opening them until July, even August sometimes. So just be patient and realize that just because there's nothing open right now doesn't mean you're out of luck, but you have to be on top of your game and be extremely consistent with looking. So I would, honestly start looking every single day and just keep looking. Are there anything open? And if there is, I would immediately apply to it. Um, like I said, I don't like to be picky because I need a job. So, you know, it's nice if you get what you want, but you can't really do that unless you have something lined up. So make yourself known, look every single day on the websites and see what's open. Don't give up, take a deep breath. As long as your stuff's all taken care of, I promise something will come up. Um, and then after that, when you are able to go into the schools, let's say you go in on like a Friday and you talk to the principal or maybe you leave your resume, whatever references. And then I would say call back on Tuesday or Wednesday and just say, Hey, I came by the other day. I just wanted to see if you guys were going to be interviewing soon or, you know, whatever the case is, but keep in contact with the school that you want to work at because if they've never heard from you and you're just a random applicant in their applicant pool, it's not likely that you'll get pulled um, because like I said, they're gonna have other people in mind most likely. They're gonna have other people that have already applied that maybe they do know or someone else has recommended them to them. So make yourself known, be persistent and make them want to hire you. Why should they hire someone they don't know when they can hire someone else? What makes you so great? So you need to really put yourself out there and express to them how badly you wanna work at that school and how much of a great addition to the team you will be. 
So once you have done that, you are interviewing, you are trying to get interviews, um, and let's say you've had like four or five interviews and you still have not gotten hired. This has happened to me again in El Paso and it was extremely difficult, you guys, because I started to think, okay, why do they not want me? Like I have really good references, extremely good references. My assistant principal was actually calling and giving references for me to the districts or to the schools themselves, to the principals, and I still couldn't really get anything. Um, so, so I would... Uh, first you need to remember that it's going to take time and it's not always going to be the same everywhere you are. So in some districts, it might be really simple to get hired. Others it's not. So keep being persistent. That's my biggest piece of advice. You have to keep going every day. You have to keep trying. Um, and you will get something, but if you've, let's say you've had a bunch of interviews, you're still not getting anything. That doesn't mean you throw in the towel and you walk away because if you are really trying to get a teaching job, you have to keep working. You have to, you have to, it's not an option. So I would just keep looking. You can think, I would em- encourage you to immediately thank whoever you had an interview with. So for example, if you have an interview that morning at 10 a.m., when you get home, write them an email. You can even send them a card in the mail. This is, I love doing this um, just to the school and just say, you know, thank you for meeting with me today. I really appreciated it. I can't wait to hopefully be a part of your team, whatever it is. Um, that just shows that you are willing to take the extra step. And most people are not going to write a small note or a card and mail it to them. They're just not. People are lazy. So if you can do that and maybe send an email too, that would be awesome. But I highly recommend at least acknowledging the interview and thanking them for their time. So I hope that all this was helpful for you guys. If you want me to go into further detail, just let me know. I'd be glad to help. Like I said, I've done this a million times now, so I have a lot of experience with it. And I just want you to know that you should not give up because like I said, sometimes it's gonna be really simple. Like me getting hired in Alaska was like a piece of cake, but me getting hired in Texas was the farthest thing from that. So just stay persistent. Believe in yourself. Believe that you are a great teacher and you will get hired. And I promise you it'll all work out. So if that was helpful, please leave a comment. You can actually leave a comment here on Anchor or you can just let me know on Instagram. You can follow me at Teachers Gone Strong. Um, DM me, whatever it is. Let me know what you guys thought of this episode and I can't wait to talk to you guys soon.